0: We're back. We're back at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Shit shit. All right. Yeah. Okay. Alright.
1: Okay. Okay. I've been backed into a freaking corner here. What's All going right. On? Okay. <sighs>
0: Into Lyrics To Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. Is that how we're doing it? That's how we're doing it. All right. I'm Mark, and I'm here with Seth. How are you, Seth?
1: I'm right up against the wall. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Keep jumping me against the wall, or whatever uh, the hell they say. Whatever that guy says, but we're not going to apply right now.
0: No. 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 It's Valentine's Day. Happy uh, Valentine's Day. Oh, how sweet of you. How sweet it is to be loved by you. I am. I mean, you are. I mean, yes. <laughs> we are. Yes. Um, are you going to
1: see your sweetie? I am. I am. Taking her out to uh, a dinner at Ember, which is... Oh, I've heard about that place. Is uh, down on uh, Cypress Lake or Daniel's or it's something? It's on uh, it? College and 41. College and 41. Okay. Yes.
0: And a nice 41. little plaza there. Very, good. very delicious. Nice. Uh, have you eaten there before? you have eaten there once before. Okay. It was, it was a hit. Thought about trying to go somewhere else, but, uh, you know... Go with what you know. Yeah, I know that it's good. I've heard great things about it. Yes, it I've is heard
1: delicious. That friends work there and stuff like that. People acquaintances, indeed. And you, uh, are you going to see your wife? My wife. I'm going to. I got. Uh, I already got some a couple of little gifts for her and my daughter today. And uh, I came home after doing a little bit of work today and made a bunch of chili, and which I had a hearty sampling of before I came here. And you had uh, heard me cough and were once again expressing uh, concern over the cough. And I said, don't worry, Mark. This is just a chili cough. It was very spicy. Um, Still sort of dealing with that. Going to enjoy the chili. Going to enjoy family. And uh, hopefully have a good, productive rest of the week. You work today. Um, Mm -hmm. Anniversaries. Yes. Anniversary. Today is the... Thirty-four year anniversary of a landmark event that happened in North Fort Myers at the Lee Civic Center. This uh, is when most of the people that I know that I yes. that I've had known for a very long period of time—not necessarily family, but but acquaintances—that it seems like everything in uh, in our lives started on February Fourteenth, nineteen eighty-nine, when Metallica played and Queensrÿche opened. I don't. I just want to say it just for documenting, but it's been thirty-four years ago today. And that was, uh, like I said, Oof. landmark. Landmark. Someone posted
0: a video mm-hmm. of some of the concert on YouTube. Uh, Camera, who it was, some acquaintance of ours, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a fantastic time. The, I was uh, there, thirteen years old. Wow! Headbanging.
1: Wait, you were th- in in nineteen eighty nine? Oh, wait a minute. I'm no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the ninety three concert. That's right. 89. You were on the Black Album uh, show. I didn't go to that one. The uh, eighty nine one. I was because I was fourteen. When that one hit, and uh, or f- just about turned fifteen, and uh, it was just it was a landmark evening. So many things happened that night that reverberated down through the years amongst all of the people that I hung out with for years to come. It was just a it was just a very big deal. That was that was kind of celebrated today while I worked by myself and cooked chili and thought about that. Played a little bit of Metallica, um, had a good time. Had a good time thinking, reminiscing. Good. Hope you had a good productive day at work. It was good.
0: Good. And now I'm here with you mm-hmm. to talk about a little track um, originally uh, written by Tony Colton and Phil Palmer, mm-hmm. first recorded by Bill Medley of the Righteous Brothers, which I was kind of shocked to hear his version.
1: I was too. And, yeah.
0: uh, and then uh, ultimately recorded by, I think, probably the best known version is Greg Allman from the Allman Brothers, yes. and the song is called I'm No Angel. i angel. Now, in the last episode, I said there's one line in here in particular that always just really rubbed me the wrong way. Now, I think I know what line you think it is, but I think it's not the line that you think it is. Okay. Now, to be honest with you, I didn't notice the one that I think you think it is, Very much until I started looking over the lyrics. (laughs) So I'm guessing that the line that you think that I'm thinking of, that I have a problem with, yeah, is "Let me rock your cradle." cradle. That's the one. My, it is not that one. Okay, though it it the line, I can't say that there's necessarily anything in particular like bad about it as far as being like fucked up, but it just upsets me and i'll get to it when we
1: get there okay but i would like to say that uh, in that song that seemed to be the always the one line that jumped out at me that just sounds well the whole thing sounds wrong but uh that just that just was was a little bit creepy to me that was so yes yeah
0: absolutely um so (laughs) where do you even start with this well
1: i have a question have we ever dipped our toes in the southern rock genre before I'm thinking. You know,
0: surprisingly, I don't think we have. I don't think we have either. Unless, well, yeah, no, I, I, I can't I can't think of one. Me neither. Off the top of my head, but yeah. it's rife. Oh, it's, it's definitely, it's them. time.
1: And there is even an argument that you could almost say that this album, which is the same title, I'm No Angel, is almost not, It's it almost clears the ramp away from Southern rock to a certain degree. As a matter of fact, you might even call it Miami Vice Rock. <laughs> it has a, it has, it has that yeah. sound of like you know Plucked the um, guitar. You belong sharp. to the city, kind of Glenn Frey era. I hate to keep bringing that damn guy up. I think that's twice in a week. Or two, uh, twice in two shows that I brought up But it has that feel, that uh that electro that over processed piano, that you know, eighties drum sound the decay. Ugh, um, it has all that to it. And the record itself, I don't know if you spent time listening to the rest of the record. No. I did. Holy <laughs> shit. God bless you. Oh my god. Just it's just I mean, it it it's south of cheese, Mark. So the first thing I guess I want to talk about real quick is
0: about Bill Medley's version. The Righteous Brothers, the same band that brought you um, You've Lost That Love and Feeling mm. and the famous uh, cover of Unchained Medley, uh, or Melody. Sorry, I got well, his last name <laughs> in my brain. Um, close your that mind. guy sings this and sounds it sounds strikingly close to the Greg Allman version. As a matter of fact, when it came on, I had a little bit of a uh, Berenstain Bears moment where I was like, Whoa. I thought I had always heard the Greg Ver- the Greg Allman version, but maybe this is the version I had heard most. But I kind of shook myself with that because there's a couple parts in there where I was like, no, this is not how the... I never heard it before Yeah, going over, yeah. But I mean, it he's he got the growl. He's got the gruffness mm-hmm. to it. Um, so uh, definitely kind of worth checking out. Um, just kind of for fun to hear his version. Um, and then of course in 1987, Greg Allman, uh, Greg Allman band, uh, Greg with two G's, Greg, uh, Allman <laughs> band, uh, on Epic records, 1987 released, um, the album, uh, I'm no angel with the hit track. I'm no angel.
1: Kind of the only thing from the record that did anything. Yeah. You
0: know. Peaked at a number 49, which is high enough, thank you very
1: much. The song was written by Tony Colton and Phil Palmer, so uh, 100% of the blame does not go to Greg Allman, but no. I do have to say that a lot of it does, because he's the one that chose to sing this damn song. Mm-hmm. He's the one that brought it to our public consciences, public so yeah, it's your fault, Greg. Um, what is your history with this group? You know, uh,
0: I've never I just want to point out one thing is that another song that was on here can't keep running was written by Michael co-written by Michael Bolton, the Michael Bolton, the Michael Bolton, the Michael Bolton, Um, you know, you know, I was brought up with the Allman Brothers. My parents liked a lot of classic rock. I picture this, of course, includes southern rock. Dude, Midnight Rider is still a fucking jam. As a matter of fact, when I was looking this up, that song was mentioned, and I stopped I'm No Angel in the Middle so I could
1: listen to it. Oh, yeah. What a terrific fucking song. Great song. God damn. This guy wrote a bunch of good songs, man. He did. He did. He did. As much as, you know, I lived through the late 70s and the early 80s, and basically there were hordes of Southern men that I knew that tried to ape this guy's style, and most of them were pretty shitty human beings. Um, I imagine that he probably did some questionable things in his life, but God damn! If Almond Brothers' first record, which is Almond Brothers, Almond Brothers, and then Idle Wild South, are not two really, really good albums in my opinion, um, and especially the you know the live at the Fillmore that you know that live Whipping Post, I don't know how you feel about that. But oh, Jesus, God. man, what a great song! Well, I mean, uh,
0: local musician Constantine, oh yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, you would is bring a this huge up. fan and. Um, while I was playing with the electric mud a couple times when I filled in for their drummer, Pearson got to do whip and post with them.
1: Holy shit. And, uh, what a
0: fucking blast, dude. Jesus playing. That stuff is so much fucking fun. I believe it it rules. God. I don't know if I'd want to do it forever, but God, it rules.
1: I have an anecdote to go along with this real quick. Um, I went in 2018, my wife and I, my wife and my family, we went up to Helen, Georgia and we stopped in Macon. Um, because I wanted to see you know, some Otis Redding landmarks, some f- landmarks of a Flannery O'Connor movie, Wise Blood, that I had known about. And I, I just we, and it was on the way, and um, we had the chance to stop through there. And then I found out about Rosewood Cemetery, which is where Greg and Dwayne and Barry Oakley are all buried. And on our way, driving back to where the, their graves were, We happened to see where a guy in a Jeep, and there are a lot of hills in this cemetery, had rolled over onto the monument of a guy named Thomas Jefferson O'Dowd or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he was the Supreme Court, the, the head Supreme Court justice of the state of Georgia's Supreme Court in the 1910s. And this Jeep rolled over from one of the hills and took out his massive... Monument. And then we walked up and we saw Barry Oakley's grave and Dwayne Allman's grave. They're, they're buried Damn. right next to each other and it's fenced off. It's caged <sighs> so you couldn't, you, know, you couldn't get into it. And right next to that cage was where Greg Allman had recently been buried. Oof. And it was in the know by Allman Brothers fans and they had left weed and cigarettes. And empty bottles of alcohol and what looked like a couple of full bottles of alcohol on the spot where he was buried. It did not have a headstone yet. Mm. And I have pictures of it. I'll show them to you. And uh, and we sat there and I hung out and I was like, wow, this is where and I found out that this is where he's buried. And then I saw some video of your boys in the electric mud going up there to visit the cemetery. And by the time they had gotten there, which was like a year or two later, they had erected a headstone and put a cage around it just like Barry and Dwayne's damn so yeah it was uh it was very very interesting it was uh i was proud to do that i mean i i do like those first 2 3 uh, almond brothers records oh, i think they're great they're i think classic, they're really yeah. good yeah can't say so much for this shit though
0: yeah, yeah. and you know greg almond definitely fell on some hard times and heard the song and you know the story kind of goes that someone was like hey you should check this out and he kind of glommed on to it because it kind of told his story. A rough and tumble guy mm. getting pulled over for drinking and driving every other week. So hard. Um, Died of liver failure. <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, uh, come on. I, I mentioned it a little bit um, in the end of our last episode that this sounds like a throwaway Bruce Springsteen song. Uh, hello. And I am not the only person that's heard this comparison. Apparently it's been made... Um, a little bit, as a matter of fact, in one of the uh, comments sections of, I believe, song facts or song meanings, mm-hmm. someone had to say, "This is not a Bruce Springsteen song. This is Greg Almond." A lot of people make this mistake. Um, also, I think the fact that he talks about uh, a spark and a fire yeah. definitely r- hints at dancer bell. in the dark, yeah. dancing in the dark. Um, just kind of not a good, not good timing. <laughs> No, Not seeing that I
1: think it came out, uh, "Dancing in the Dark" came out just maybe like a year or a couple of months before this did. And especially Not when long. "Dancing in the Dark" is such a much better song, way than better. This. Yeah, like <laughs> just like I, mean, just, way, way like, I it just absolutely even a better it. video with Courtney Cox on it. <sighs> absolutely. Yeah, now I mean,
0: the music video. Go ahead, I, I wish we could talk about. <laughs> However, there are a lot of people online. I believe the word I used was incensed <laughs> that this music video has been scrubbed from the internet. Now, Seth did a little digging and found that it is apparently something to do with copyright, which is a shame. There's a 30-second clip that we were able to see on Apple, and I almost wish I hadn't seen it because it's too much of a tease. This 30 seconds, from what I can understand of the music video, from what I've seen and what I've read on Wikipedia, basically they break down in front of a... uh, a gas station or an old saloon mm-hmm. and
1: enter the saloon
0: they enter the saloon they start drinking they start partying and next thing you know there's instruments there and they start playing them and of course there's a bunch of gorgeous women well why phantom
1: be... cowgirls appear out of nowhere mm-hmm. they just that like they're like they've been beamed down from the starship enterprise they just kind of appear in front of the bar and they begin partying alongside greg and the boys yeah uh so good and for then them we're, we're left with that and it's what a tease what a total tease Mike. it is
0: an absolute tease yeah. yeah uh though i don't know if i want to see much more than that uh a couple things else i'll i'll mention share we listen to a little bit of shares version of this god share was married to greg allman for a number of years and she i guess decided to do this song that he recorded um a lot of people believing that, you know, this was kind of written to her mm. since they were together around that time. Uh
1: don't had know a if son together, a guy, a kid called uh, Elijah Blue went on to have a band of some sort of fame. He was mostly m- famous because he was the product of Cher and Greg Agoin. And uh, for those that don't know, Almond Brothers, uh, two brothers together, Greg and Dwayne, Um, They came from they were originally born in Nashville, spent some time kind of, you know, going around in a very southern fashion. Their father was killed in 1949 by a hitchhiker that shot him. And then they, uh, you know, were kind of pushed, you know, around the southern states between Nashville, eventually landing for a good while in Daytona, Florida, um, where they became well known recording. At one point, they were in a military academy in Nashville where they had a band where they started called The Misfits. Mm -hmm. And then they went to, uh, I think it's called Seacrest Academy or something like that, Seabreeze Academy in Daytona, where they decided to kind of push their musical boundaries and and start a group, and that group that they started, consisting of them two and a couple of friends, but they called it the Almond Joys, and they traveled. Did you know any of this? I did not. They traveled the state of Florida, and this is a true story, Mark. They traveled in 1965 or 66 to Fort Myers, Florida, and they performed. You will hear a lot of people from here that I've known older than me that said that they performed at the Exhibition Center. However, my uncle, my uncle buddy, Cook, who I grew up with, who used to take me snook fishing when I was a kid, would always tell me about how he saw Greg and Dwayne Allman play at a small teen club on Fowler Avenue called The Beehive. Okay, And that was where they played, and I believe him. Oh, Beehive. Beehive. Um, Yeah. Yeah, baby, yeah. (laughs) And uh, so they did perform here. I'm so sorry. That's okay, man. That's all right. That's good. Um, They kind of cut their teeth all throughout the state of Florida traveling, and then they moved together, and with Dickie Betts, Barry Oakley, uh, who am I forgetting, Uh, Jamoy Johansson, um, I'm forgetting somebody else, but they started playing up in Macon, Georgia. And that was where they started to really make a name for themselves and uh, made, yeah, I think, Out uh, of Wild South. And I'm not sure if it was recorded there. The Brothers Almond. The Brothers Almond. That, that was when they became the Almond Brothers. And then they recorded uh, Fillmore. Uh, Live at Fillmore. That came out, I think, after Dwayne died. Dwayne died in 1971 in a motorcycle accident, and then Barry Oakley died maybe a year after, less than a year after he did, not very far from where Dwayne died. And uh, and we have that those those three first great albums to go on, and thank God we do because you know there's not much after that that I think really bears you know mentioning, other than the fact that we're going to talk about it on a podcast where you talk about shitty lyrics. Indeed. I real quick
0: want to mention uh, just this little section that um, is in the Wikipedia for I'm No Angel Bill Medley song. It's referred to as Mm -hmm. it says uh, the track features Allman's gruff vocals in a Bruce Springsteen sound alike way. New Orleans music based statement of boasting yet acknowledging of fault strewn purpose. (laughs) Critics noted the song's suitability for Allman in light of his Hellraiser persona. So I think that does a good job of easing us right into the task at hand, which Jeez. is going over these lyrics. Is there anything you want to, because you usually want to cut in and say one more thing and then you say a number of things before I get started. Do you have anything to add? So it starts with a little drum beat and a guitar line. <laughs> <laughs> well, it starts with that little offbeat hi-hat.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. It's got
0: that ska beat, which I thought was a very interesting choice. On the one.
1: Mm,
0: yeah, it's got a little some... Some offbeats, and we got that weird plucky guitar part. I'm not a huge fan of
1: oh, that. Just, just get this out there. That, the production on this is shit. Yeah, this it song sucks. sounds bad. It just
0: does. Talk about being aged. <laughs> no, I'm no angel. No, I'm no stranger to the streets. I've got my label so I won't crumble at your feet. And I know baby, so I got scars upon my cheek, and I'm not crazy. Come on and love me, baby.
1: I find it, I find it kind of funny that he puts Stranger in Streets in the first flipping second line of the song. Stranger. Stranger Danger. He does look like Stranger Danger, doesn't he? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The... the I don't want to get too ahead of myself but the the scars upon my cheeks makes me think of the Chin scarred singer of train <laughs> that I was able to put out my mind for a while.
1: Pat, Mo- Pat Monahan.
0: <laughs> but Pat I'm a- Monahan. Immediately thrust into the, the forefront of my brain. Now,
1: if I, I'm sure you're on the same page of, uh, of, of genius that I am, and you can actually see the album cover for I'm No Angel. And you can see there, I'm kind of studying. It doesn't. I, he has a beard. Is that a pink shirt? I was just going to say, if you see this cover, it looks like he is. <laughs> It kind of looks like he is settling easily into has-been status right on the cover of this damn thing with that pink shirt and the cheap watch. Well, prepare for kind your of... face to be emblazoned
0: upon that man's head because oh. <laughs> that's probably easily going to be the uh, the cover of this. going to get a southern man on a southern man. There you, there you go. <laughs> I saw a movie like that once. And, oh, uh, really? Yeah. Did it you made me realize the... that I'm straight? Was it in VCR form? <laughs> Was it... uh, so I like how he comes out just, you know, <laughs> say what you love <laughs> about this song, but he comes out swinging, just letting you know, I'm kind of a dirtbag. <laughs> like he just says like, Hey, look, I'm no angel. I'm no stranger to the streets. Uh, I guess just trying to kind of play the, uh... look, I'm not here to say I'm a good guy. I'm not here to say I'm, I'm a goody two shoes. I, I know I'm no stranger to I'm the a, streets. I'm a backstab,
1: backstabbin' cracker. Yeah,
0: and I've got my late. So he says. So the first two lines are kind of w- whatever. I'm no angel. I'm no stranger to the streets. Okay, I've got my label. Okay, <laughs>
1: so I won't crumble at your feet. I can see people reading that and confusing it for depth. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that, that's kind
0: of that's it, kind of. So when I first read it. I read it as, the reason that I have my label is so I won't crumble at your feet. But I guess when I read it later on, I thought, I won't crumble at your feet because I've gotten my label. Oh. Well. I see what you did there. I don't know what your label is, and I don't know what it has to do, having a label has to do with crumbling at your feet or not. I mean... If you're not crumbling at her feet because your label is you're a badass, it has nothing to do with you having that label. Mm. It's just who you are as a person. Yeah. Kind of confusing right off. And like you said, kind of like, well, we need to foot words in here. So what do <laughs> we what do we put in? Thing number one, we're going to need lyrics. Yeah. So I'll just say something about, uh, I've got my label so I won't crumble at your feet.
1: Could have been a little easier. Could have been, you know, I've got my reputation. Could have been, you know, crowbarred another couple of syllables in there. You know, I've got, uh, I've got a constitution. I've got a backbone, so I won't crumble at your feet. Something else. Label leaves a lot to, you know, to the imagination. And it's not a good mystery here, Mark.
0: Yeah, and I don't really know what is wrong. I don't know what kind of crumbling he's talking about here. You know, if what he's talking about is like being emotional which it probably is knowing yeah, your yeah. typical 70s and 80s hard hard ass drinking oh, watch out hard ass. fighting yeah. it's like well I'm not gonna crumble at your feet. Mm. I'm a badass and it's like well later on he proves to be a little sentimental oh. um, sentimental Greg Good. <laughs> it's sad Greg uh, and I know babies so I I know so I got scars upon my cheek. I suppose he means, so what if I've got scars upon my tree- cheek? But it's kind of weirdly phrased. It's very weirdly phrased. And I know, so I got scars upon my cheek makes it sound like, because I know I have scars upon <laughs> my cheek. It's a little bit I am weird. aware
1: because I know that's why they're there.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, uh. I know, so I got scars upon my cheek. Uh,
1: which is, you know, and then he, he follows it up with, and I'm not crazy. I was about to say, and he follows it up with a proclamation of every crazy person. I'm not crazy. <laughs> think, so now,
0: now we start burying the needle. Now we know something's <laughs> up. All right. Yes. Because I, 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 at first champion him for being very hard. Well, for being, but being very out front and like, look, I know I'm no angel. It's like, okay. All right. Forthwith. But now. It, it's quickly changed somehow from i appreciate your honesty to oh, i'm not crazy <laughs> okay i'm not crazy all right now we're getting the inverse here you know <laughs> at least tell me you used to be crazy or something because you know i don't know a lot of people that have gone through some of the stuff that you're going to talk about in this song and having scars upon your cheek unless you're seal <laughs> <laughs> i don't know th- anybody that thinking of <laughs> Scars up on their cheek and be like, "Oh no, that's cool. It's normal. I'm not crazy," and then he follows it up with, "Come on and love me, baby." Oh uh, yes, sounds kind of like a like like begging a little it's bit. The call of the Wild. It's <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: definitely yeah. Oh, it's 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 the plea that you hear in ninety percent of the songs, you know, of, of any male pleading to a woman. Come on, love me, baby.
0: Yeah. yeah. So then we get this weird bridge kind of chorus thing. So you found me hard to handle. Well, I'm easier to hold. So you like my spurs that jingle and never leave you cold. So I might steal your diamonds. I'll bring you back some gold. I'm no angel. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's just talk about this right now. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I looked up what is more precious, diamonds or gold. Because in my estimation... First of all, you shouldn't be stealing her diamonds, period. <laughs> you you don't get to steal the diamonds and then go, well, I'll bring you back some gold. Well, don't steal people's shit. And I think I'd rather have diamonds. And when I looked this up, it said, well, gold is currency. So you could say you could argue that gold is, you know, has a higher value
1: as currency however by weight if you were to go by diamonds have a
0: higher resale value right and so in that way diamonds are worth more
1: whatever it is it's fucked up i think that this is like him expressing some sort of stockbroker dream hey i got a great deal for you i'm gonna take these diamonds turn them into gold you know what if i told you that you could find three
0: people to sell diamonds for you and oh. you could just sit here and make money while sitting on your couch.
1: All it's going to take is three diamonds for me to come back here with a pound of gold.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> let's let's go back to the beginning of this yes, fucking disaster. Yes. So you found me hard to handle. Okay. Yeah. Well, there, I mean, what's that? It falls what's that in fam- line with the first two verses. What's that famous saying? When someone shows you who they are, believe them. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> i've never heard that <laughs> yeah. i don't think i've ever heard that uh, you know good. trust trust people's actions rather than their words well. so here's him talking about how amazing he is and how he's you know never gonna fuck you over and da 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 but then that- he's like so you think i suck <laughs> think that i'm really and then he says i'm easier to hold so here's the man that didn't want to crumb that wasn't going to crumble at her feet But he's like, when you
1: hold me. I'm just going to fall in your arms now. uh,
0: Just a little teddy bear with scarred cheeks and a fucking (laughs) penchant for stealing your diamonds while you're turned. (laughs) Um, And and so you like my spurs that jingle. This is
1: my second. This this raises uh, the most ridiculous question (laughs) is how do spurs jingling leave you cold? I mean, I you have to question say. that.
0: He says, my spurs that jingle and never leave you cold. Are the spurs in the relationship?
1: Now, there's, but, but this is twofold, Mark. It's ridiculous on the count that how does spurs jingling leave you cold? I mean, how would they? How would they, how would they be uh, You know, uh, uh, the impetus for, or I mean, the, the, the catalyst for some, uh, someone. For some kind of partner. Yeah, okay. And then the second thing. So there's this song from a long time ago called, I Got Spurs That Jingle, Jangle, Jingle. And cowboys would express that they would never settle down if they wore their if went because their spurs went jingle jangle jingle and they went all over the place and they would never stay with one woman. So he's going. It's anti jingle jangle jingle. It's anti spurs by saying my 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 jingling spurs will never leave you cold. I just want to make sure here on this podcast here today. Go ahead.
0: That you are saying you're 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 right now claiming that Gregga Allman God rest his soul. Yeah, is
1: anti spur. <laughs> is that correct? I think that he is pro spur. Okay, all the way. If you've ever seen the movie Rush, <sighs> you would know that when he walks in on that hardwood floor and you hear the cling, cling, love that sound. Cling, that's the man that was made for Spurs right there. That'll he never does leave pull off cold. that look. Yeah, that'll never leave you cold. I'm,
0: I'm warm just thinking about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did, did, should we bust out the video camera, Mark? <laughs> Southern man on southern man. Main man on southern man. (laughs) The north meets the south. Um,
0: Yeah, so that's dumb. (laughs)
1: So you like my
0: (laughs) spurs that jingle and never leave you cold. So I might steal your diamonds. I'll bring you back some gold. He doesn't even say it's going to be a lot. Old
1: commodities (laughs) deal going on at the end of this
0: verse. (laughs) Where are my diamonds? Well, I brought you back three bits of gold. That's a terrible deal. What is out you...
1: today? We got great deals in pork belly and orange juice. We're gonna <laughs> sign up now. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Um. So then. <laughs> so that sucked. Yeah, we get some yeah. more, <laughs> some
0: more plunky guitar. No, I'm no angel. To the chorus. No, I'm no stranger to the dark. Let me rock your cradle. Let me start a fire with your spark. Oh, come on, baby. Come and let me show you my tattoo. Let me drive you crazy. Come on and love me, baby. Are you going to spit?
1: No, I'm just. I'm kind of snorting. <laughs> Clearing, <laughs> you,
0: this song clears out your sinuses. My throat. This song is it's... like atomic hot wings. <laughs> <laughs> just. I'm I'm just uh, liquidating I'm no all angel. over
1: the place. Musical lozenge. <laughs> it. Uh, I'm no angel. I'm no. He's no stranger to the dark. Could he be a criminal? Could he be a second story man? Mark. Could he be? Uh, <laughs> could he be like a troll that can't see daylight, or he'll turn to stone? Let me just say, the lyrics for
0: "Dancing in the Dark" are: You can't start a fire. You can't start a fire without a spark. This Guns for Hire, even if we're just dancing in the dark. And this is No, I'm No Angel. No, I'm No Stranger to the Dark. Let me rock your cradle. Let me st- start a fire with your spark.
1: Those are those sound frighteningly close. Do they not? They do. And they came out very close to each other. But we do know that this song was written in the 60s or, or early 70s or something like that. The the Wellborn and Shellhorn, who are the two guys that wrote it for um, Bill Medley? Uh, 1982, he recorded it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. 82. Well, still, mm-hmm. so probably um, quite a few years before it was written. I think Bruce
0: Springsteen's "Dancing in the Dark" came out in 84. Okay. So they were,
1: they were, you know, they were pretty close there. But man, shit, woof. Maybe they were in the same diner and freaking Bruce jotted it down on a napkin and they looked up and hey, yeah, lyrical gold. We've now, <laughs> well, we can't. We've <laughs> <Lyrical> now diamonds. <laughs> we've now
0: learned that Gregga Allman is no stranger to the streets. Or the dark. Or the dark. So he's friendly with both. Dark streets. Let's just go ahead and talk about it. Let me rock your cradle out of all the things you could have said. Now, in Dancing in the Dark, it's, uh, I'm your gun. This gun's for, for hire. That's so much better. <laughs> it's so much less creepy. It is. Um, You know, it gives you that feeling of of danger. It gives you that feeling of, like, maybe a one-night stand, mm-hmm. Um, you know, where everyone is consensual in this process. Here, it's let me rock your cradle. And I don't think he's talking about the woman's got a baby and he's putting it to sleep. I think we're talking about him. The cradle of love. The, yeah. Yes. The aforementioned Billy Idol. The crescent. Cradle of love. The vertical smile. Don't rock easy. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, so, yeah, he wants to, he wants to start a fire with her spark. What's that spark, Mark? What do you think he's talking
1: about there? maybe her vagina he flicked the bean okay got it going the fire bean he re- gave her a little back rub now this is <laughs> valentine's day yeah, there you go there you know it's a
0: perfect song for valentine's yeah. day so this is the line that i can't stand okay this is the one that every time it came on come on baby come on and let me show you my tattoo <laughs> i just want to go on record as saying we're a lot of going on records today what a stupid fucking line <laughs> Mark, it, 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 even as a child, I remember being like 12 and hearing that line and being like, what?
1: What the fuck? We didn't go into this thinking we were getting Bob Dylan, Mark. Oh, no. No, I no, mean, no, it's, no. it is it, it is a completely stupid line. I remember hearing it when I was younger and thinking it was completely dumb. Even when you thought back when, oh, tattoos are, those are dangerous people have tattoos. It still was a dumb line when you heard it back then. Yeah, I guess this is presupposing
0: that his tattoo is on his ass or something on his dick. Does Greg Allman have a dick tattoo? Yeah, he's probably you he probably have like a fucking uh, dragon. So uh, where are we here? Yeah. So let me show you my tattoo. Let me drive you crazy. So, you know, a lot of him talking about how he's no angel. He's not crazy. Let me drive you crazy. I'm no stranger to the dark. I'm no stranger to the street. <laughs> a lot of, I just feel like mixed messages kind of. Um, but again, kind of like
1: we we know what he is. We know what he is. I'm like. starting to get a hint of what he is. <laughs> yeah. As he, I think he's, uh, he's, he's, I think he's giving us some sort of hint that he's some sort of uh, psychopathic pyromaniac, you know, drive you crazy, light a fire with your spark. <laughs> I mean, this guy shouldn't be trusted around matches. Yeah. Yeah. This guy
0: wants to uh, wants to explode uh, figuratively and literally <laughs> with this woman. <laughs> he wants to shoot fire out of his tattooed dick. So <laughs> Watch this. I learned this backstage. I'm no, I I've learned this from the drummer from Molly Hatchet. <laughs> this is how I light up the dark. <laughs> um, so then we get another weird chorus, pre-chorus thing. So you don't give a darn about me. I'll never treat you bad. I won't ever lift a hand to hurt you, and I'll always leave you glad. (laughs) So I might steal your diamonds, I'll bring you back some gold, I'm no angel. How deep.
1: (laughs) My favorite line, I think now, after going over this, my favorite line of the whole song might be, I'll always leave you glad. (laughs) We both woke up this morning, and we're so glad together.
0: Glad is the weakest... (laughs) if you want to know if someone's just fucking mailing it in when they're writing a love song, if they use the word glad, there is a very, very good chance that they just do. They just have mad. And they are like, well, I want to say that you're the opposite of mad and glad is technically true, but it's Jesus Christ. What a
1: lazy fucking rhyme. (laughs) Very much. So (laughs) like it's on par with like, nice. Imagine, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Imagine going to, to, your wife wife. and saying, babe, I'm so happy to be with you. You make me so happy every day of my life. Do you still feel that fire? Do you feel still feel that spark that we first felt? And that like Greg, Allman feels in this song. Do you, do you feel that? How do you feel about our, our marriage? And she said, it makes me glad. (laughs) I'd start questioning shit real fast. (laughs) I would draft some papers. I'd be like, okay you've been served <laughs> if you say you're glad you know you know who's glad or like christians like Sorry. i feel like glad oh, yes exactly gets used a lot very bland form of it's, happiness yes <laughs> from the kind of people that hug only from the side those are the people that are glad those are not people that like are in fiery passionate <laughs> love who want to have explosive sex and show you their tattoo they don't go i'll leave you glad from the people You're like i'll leave you panting or like <laughs> i'll leave
1: you fucking bowlegged or something you don't go i'll leave you glad from the people that brought you oatmeal or grits with no butter or salt <laughs> you know, i mean just it's just, from the people that sad. tried to make kellogg cornflakes so you wouldn't jerk off <laughs> that too
0: here's I'll leave you glad we haven't even talked about anything else. And the fact that he says you don't give a darn about me (laughs) like
1: five minutes talking about glad. (laughs) I mean,
0: seriously, (laughs) that word is like the breakfast at Tiffany's of words. It's just it's the only way breakfast at Tiffany's could have been any dumber. Is if they use the word "glad" in that song, and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he told me they did, and I forgot. The next trip back to his grave, I'm going to put up a sign on the outside of it that said he used the word "glad" in a song. We should maybe do a breakfast at Tiffany's episode every year, so I can just remember. Just how go to back get over, over it, it yeah. Um. So yeah. So you don't give a darn about me. Here's this badass who's got fucking scars on his face. He's no stranger to the streets, and then he's like, "You don't give a darn about me." Like he turns into fucking. He turns into Ned Flanders or something. <laughs> um, and you know, again, it's like, well, she's sitting he's saying that she is telling him that I don't care about you, and he's like, I don't
1: care. Still love me. Those first two lines have echoes of last week's episode. A little yeah. bit, you know, so you don't give a darn about me, you know, I'll never treat you bad, you know. A little bit, just a yeah, little bit. I absolutely, mean, kind of, yeah.
0: And 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 it's saying, Yeah, it's saying, Well, even if you don't care about me, it should be enough
1: in this relationship for the fact that I won't hit you. That's <laughs> and that's, that's what I a, have to bring, offer. And that brings us to you know, this guy looks like the poster boy for domestic violence in the eighties. <laughs> oh, man. absolutely. I mean, you know, he, he probably was. Woman. You know, he did
0: it. Yeah, and I will say he does He 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 says I won't ever lift a hand to hurt you. He does not talk about keeping the hand low. He doesn't talk at all about <laughs> headbutts or kicks. And I mean, I don't want to. So- I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound like. He doesn't you talk know- about a
1: fiery poker. He doesn't <laughs> <Exactly>. talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't talk about anything done below the waist. I mean, he could like hit her with his tattooed dick. I'll put ants in the bed or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. I mean, so like, I-, I feel like he's kind of like doing that thing where he's crossing his fingers behind his back, <laughs> be like. I'll never lift a hand to hurt you. Wink. And then and then, yeah, then he Blonde kicks the wink. shit out of her and says, well, I didn't lift my hand, did I? Technically, you know? my, my hand never went past 90. Yeah, he seems like one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll always leave you glad. So, again, he might steal Are your we Are going to go over and, glad again? <laughs> no, I can't. I don't have the energy in me. Uh, I'll bring you back some gold. I'm no angel. Then we have a pretty weak guitar thing here. Well, don't we have that? No.
1: Oh that, yeah, yeah, that on whole mess. Butt,
0: yeah. Um, you know, for an amazing uh guitarist. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know who the, I don't know who's playing guitar on this. Yeah, well, but, the guy know. that we saw in the little bit of music video was Looked like he was struggling to hold the thing up. <laughs> yeah, he yeah did. it was a bad yeah. time for him. Yeah. Mustaches like, way too mustaches. I mean, Les Pauls are
1: heavy, but man, he looked like he was really stretching yeah. it, you know. Yeah. I'll
0: be honest with you, the rest of this we can just kind of forgo. I mean, we've got another no, I'm no angel. We go over the tattoo business again. No, I'm no stranger to the dark. Let me rock your cradle. Had to get that back in. Let me start a fire in your heart. Oh, come on, baby. Come and let me show you my tattoo. Let me drive you crazy. Come on, love me, baby. Then we just got him saying, come on, baby, drive me crazy. Drive me crazy. He's just like begging her to drive him crazy, which... I would not suggest that she do, because he has a fucking history of scars upon his cheeks. That he said she knows about. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I don't know if you you know, I don't know if it would be in your best interest to drive him crazy. And, you know, a whole lot of begging, just like please Let it come on,
1: babies. Come on, baby. Yeah, please
0: let me love you. That making gruff growl. Come on. Yeah. This song was released. There was a release? On February 5th, 1987. Oh, wow. So 11 days ago. So 11... In 1987.
1: 36 years and
0: 11 days. So there you go. Yeah. How timely. Yeah, really.
1: We, we hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> um, this song is
0: very dumb. Yeah. Um, and the lyrics to it are absolutely very stupid. Um,
1: the comments, not a whole lot there. No, I didn't. As a matter of fact, there's nothing ingenious. I didn't see any very much that, well, I mean, uh, song facts, we don't even, or song meanings, we don't even go over anymore. Well, there um, were two,
0: yeah, there were two comments that were both, you know, w- one of them mentioned the music video being very, very mad that uh, that it had been taken down, as I mentioned before. A lot of people, or a lot of uh, song facts talking about how fucked up he was. This was his fourth solo album. Most of the 80s were a tough time for Allman. He was in a drug-induced funk for much of the decade, but came out of it long enough to record this album. Congratulations.
1: I mean, let's just put it all out there. This guy by this time was uh, putting back Keith Richards level heroin and, and uh, maybe not heroin, but cocaine and uh, alcohol. I mean, just, just tons and tons. He really had Hoovered up half of Peru all throughout the eighties. Yeah. Um,
0: Another thing here says this was an appropriate song for Allman who endured years of alcohol and drug problems and five failed marriages.
1: That is correct. Uh, So
0: that may explain some of the scars on his cheek in the song. He explains that with him, you have to take the good with the bad. He's a classic dangerous rebel type complete with tattoos and a dark side. (laughs) He's letting the girl know that she'll love him anyway, even as he drives her crazy. Yeah. You know, I feel I guess, like, he, again, I feel like he's kind of got like a doesn't have a very good bill of goods. He's no, telling was, her like how how real, how really good he'll be to her. And, uh, you know, I don't think those five failed marriages were all was, you got five women that that are no longer with him. And I, I can't help but think that they're not all them.
1: It sounds to me like he is used up bubblegum that will bring no flavor. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, it sounds bad. I mean, it sounds, you know, it's like, oh, you probably shouldn't get with me and just leave it at that.
0: Yeah, Um. so the music video, again, we only got to see a little bit of it. This is what uh, song fact says. Allman never became a video star, but he did make a foray into the MTV age with a video for this song where he and his band break down in front of a dilapidated saloon. Conveniently, there are instruments set up, so they start playing while ghosts appear from the bygone days of the old west. Almond's avatar is hanged, but not before he kisses his
1: comely executioner. Oh, oh, oh! Now I wish we could have seen the end of it. We never saw any of that. Nope, we oh. certainly did not. Hmm. Uh, big
0: old shitty song. This song is. I hope I never fucking hear it again. Come and let me show you my <laughs> tattoo. God, that fucking line just. Really fucking
1: pisses me off. I had always, the, the rock the cradle thing always bugged me. Well, cause it and just it sounds should. bad. It, I mean, it's not only is just when we dissect the lyrics it all, it always sounded bad. Let me rock the cradle. You know, when he sang it, it just, yeah, it's, like I mean, old it's dude.
0: someone being fucking a gross old guy. Yeah. Um, and you know, always needing to say girl and always needing to say cradle for some fucking weird reason. Always needing to say, come on.
1: Yeah, that yeah. too. Um, go ahead. Hit me. <clears throat> It's high. It's it's higher than what I'm gonna give uh, Wild World. I'm I don't, I don't know. This really, is, this is two kinds of like like last week. This is two kinds. This okay. Is, you know, Wild World Wild word is it, world is a more pensive, is a more thoughtful manipulation. Whereas this is just like a beg. So I know you gave Wild World such a high score because of that because of the uh, the thought put into that song, mm-hmm. uh, and mine was still high. I was I was six point five last five last week. I'm gonna match it. I'm going to match it. I'm going to say 6.5. 6.5. Yeah, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say it because it's not, it's not up there on like Christine, Christine 6 uh, or, or Tonight's tonight, which was just flat out scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't it, it's, it's a guy begging. It's essentially a guy begging, so he's a little more innocuous. Now, we know that he's done things in the past that got him to where he, the, the danger that he is now. So that makes him a creep. You yeah. know, that makes him a creep. So there's 6. no 5. doubt that there's an amount of creepiness in there.
0: There's no doubt at all. Um, You know, it will never be a zero. Um, no. I would go so far as to say probably no Greg Allman song, period, would ever be a zero. I think just the fact that it's coming out of those salty lips means that it's automatically <laughs> at least a 2.5. Salty
1: Daytona lips.
0: However, I don't know. I just can't bring myself to give it a, 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 especially a high, as high a score as I did. Um, I, I think he's, I think he's being, you know, pushy and I think he's being, you know, not a hundred percent altruistic here, but as I mentioned, he's, he's definitely mentioned to her that he knows he's no angel, um, as opposed to wild world where he's kind of capturing his prey and making her feel like he, you know, she can't go on the outside and kind of doing like the boy in the bubble kind of thing for this song. I think I'm going to go ahead and give it um a 4.3 i feel i'm a feel little shocked that you that. went below five yeah i mean it's I'm not little... creepy it's dirty and it's well ugh, you know let me rock your cradle let me make it a 5.3 okay i forgot about the cradle thing and the show you my tattoo is just gross that's gross. Yeah. seth <laughs> uh two things one Seth uh, um skyler has heard the call oh did he and has told us that he would love to come on
1: sometime. yes oh,
0: what are we gonna do Are we gonna give him the option i asked him if he has a song picked he said no okay So we're going to give it a little bit of time to see if he picks one. If not, we will just give him one that we're going to do. Okay. Um, We also have a number of people that are going to be in town um, for some concerts in May. Um, And I would really like to pin some people down if we can. John Fahey will be in town and I would love to have an episode with him and a number of other people. Let's do another one where he picks on another innocuous song that can't hurt anybody. We've (laughs) got a song or two that he mentioned on that episode that he'd like to do that I'd love to have him on for. So I'm going to try and reach out to him. We're going to be very, very busy. It's going to be a wild time but see if we can't make it happen. I got a little shocker for you next week. This one we haven't even talked about and I I am excited to do this with you. The next song we're going to do is Cheeseburger burger in paradise by jimmy buffett
1: okay what that's (laughs) no that's kind of weird you think so yeah that is oh those lyrics are
0: absolutely terrible
1: they well they're not good i thought that maybe you were gonna like oh this is not yeah something really weird out of it like strange it's not gonna feel like one of
0: those did you know this is about the suez canal oh no it's just nothing like that and we're just gonna talk about how shitty those lyrics are okay that's fine because holy cow that song i i was going over a couple different Jimmy Buffett songs, and I came across that one. And, there's a couple. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, there yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple that, yeah, are absolutely. Um, yeah, I,
1: I would beat Mark. I would be just absolutely, you'd be hurting me if it, if it would have come off. He was at like, Jimmy Buffett. And I'm like, oh, which one? And you, a pirate looks at 40. No fucking way. Sorry, I can't do, do that. that to you. Can't I that. wouldn't do that to Even you. Even though there's some shit in there that we could talk about. Oh, I just don't want to do it, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, Cheeseburger in Paradise, yeah, bad lyrics. Yeah, yeah thought okay. about
0: doing Margaritaville, but we'll stick with Cheeseburger in Paradise. Bad yeah. lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I mean all of yeah. them. Um, in the meantime, please listen to... Can I can never with a straight face say, please listen to Cheeseburger <laughs> in Paradise. Uh, just listen to it to get your mind around what it is. Please go attach two pieces of dog shit to your ears. <laughs> <laughs> and try and get some sort of sound at it and then listen to next
1: week's episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Seth, anything you want to wrap up with here? Please go out there and check out our Instagram, our Facebook page, or the new No Nonsense Lyrics to Go Discord. If yeah. you're into actually into talking to us, we got, by the way, we got a suggestion in the mail. I saw that. Yeah, and we do I need to, we that. need to review that. We need to go over we it. We do.
0: Yeah. So please send us suggestions either inside the <laughs> no nonsense trivia uh, discord where there is a channel for lyrics to go. Papa Lee posted the most recent episode. So thank you to him. Yes. Um, we've been uh, having a little bit of conversation in there about some songs. Um, so feel free to go in there or talk email. about those songs on that discord. Cause we'll yeah. talk about it here. Indeed. If Indeed. you want to hear it. Yeah, Indeed. please. Indeed. And thank you guys again so much for listening. Feel free to like, and uh, uh, give us five stars and all that good stuff. We appreciate you. And we will be back next Monday with more lyrics to go. <laughs>